Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com and today we are talking about customer pay versus warranty work. This is episode 9 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. Today's topic may seem like it does not apply to you in any way unless you're a technician trying to figure out how much you're going to get paid for a job. And that's true, and we're going to talk about that. But really, from a customer standpoint, I think this is important information that you need to know. It boggles my mind how disconnected people are from really, truly maintaining and taking care of and owning their vehicle. This is the most expensive thing a lot of people buy. And for everyone else, it's really like the second most expensive thing. Right behind your house comes your car. And the amount of lackadaisical attitude that a lot of people have is is crazy to me. So I want to, as we go back in time and explore some of these really early episodes, I want to make sure you guys understand how important it is to take control of owning your vehicle, not just changing the oil, not just putting gas in it, but truly understanding what it means to properly maintain and own a vehicle. To me, this is really important stuff, and I want to make sure that I share that with you guys. For my fellow technicians, this may be a little bit of a reality check about there are some pros to warranty work. I would always prefer to do really gravy work, of course, but warranty does have its place, and it can actually be a good thing. Stick with me, because I think you're going to see at the end of this show that there is some good to it. Again, it's not the best thing ever, but hey, you know what? It's better than not getting a paycheck. And we can actually use some of the warranty policies and procedures to our advantage. But hey, before we jump back into the episode, I want to remind you guys, if you want exclusive content, discounts to places like Black Forest Industries, Eurowise, Adams Polishes, MT Knives, My Canic, and more, check out the crew membership program. It's a great way to help support the show, help me keep the lights on, support the work I do for you guys, as well as get awesome discounts, save a ton of money on buying car parts, and you also get the downloads from the VW Audi training classes that we teach. So those are $355 a piece. There's four of them up there now with three or four more coming very soon. So hit that link in the description. You guys can check that out. If that's not your flavor, you can also throw some support on Patreon at a couple of different levels or use my Amazon affiliate link. That one doesn't cost you anything else. Just buy what you were going to buy on Amazon anyway, which really does help out a lot. All right, with that wrapped up, Charles, let's talk some warranty work, buddy. So today we're talking about basically customer pay work versus warranty work. And again, we'll we'll throw uh, we'll throw extended warranty work in too, sort of at the end. We talked about in the flat rate video a little bit how customer pay work and warranty work vary quite a bit. Um, you know, we we really just touched on the pay end of it, where customer pay times are generally um, a calculation based on warranty time. So, for example, my dealership uses one and a half times warranty time to calculate customer pay time. So that means if a job pays one hour under warranty, we get paid one and a half hours customer pay time. And that's really standard throughout the industry. You know, 1.4 to 1.7 is uh, sort of the norm uh, across the board. So uh, don't feel like my dealership's doing anything different than anybody else is doing when I tell you guys that. But I, I want to break down the some of the pros and cons of both the customer pay work side and the warranty work side. Um, if you have any experience in any of this kind of stuff, again, you know, don't hesitate to throw throw a comment down in the comments and let everybody know how you feel about them. 
A lot of guys hate doing warranty work. Um, I'm mixed on it. There's some warranty work that I really like to do. There's some customer pay work that I don't like to do. So we'll try and break down the pros and cons of each throughout the day. So you guys understand a little bit better of sort of where, uh, where some technicians really lie in the, uh, in the warranty work versus uh, customer pay work. So let's start with customer pay. I would say the biggest pro to customer pay work is the times are more. I mentioned it a minute ago. Um, almost all the time to all the time, customer paid times are going to be higher than warranty times. Again, some type of calculation of, of a warranty time, generally one and a half times. If you stick with one and a half times in your mind, um, you know we'll, we'll kind of use that as the barometer, so to say. But higher times. Usually when we're doing work, we're doing easier work. We're doing maintenance work. We're doing repair work. Um, timing belts, for example, you know, I don't know that I've ever done a timing belt under warranty. I've taken several off to replace water pumps. And when you compare, let's say, a water pump under warranty versus a water pump customer pay, the time is, you know, huge, hugely different. And uh, it makes doing a water pump really fun under customer pay and kind of lame doing it under warranty time. So the, uh, you know, the jobs are easier and the times are higher. There's usually less paperwork involved in customer pay work. Um, not that there's no paperwork because there's always paperwork involved. I would say we do way more paperwork than people really understand. And, and I, I say paperwork um, that doesn't necessarily mean actually on, you know, tree-based paper. That could be all on computers, too, depending on how the dealership or the service station operates. But we do a ton of writing, a ton of documentation, and uh, that's probably something we should really break down in another show. I don't want to make this the documentation show, but uh, when we do customer pay, there's less scrutiny on the documentation that we have. Warranty, warranty work, and, and I'll just kind of get into warranty in a minute, but warranty work definitely requires a lot more um, ducks in a row, so to say. With customer pay work, we also get paid faster. Um, my dealership, as soon as my job is done, I get paid. The service advisors, however, they don't get paid until the ticket is closed down. So a customer pay ticket would be closed when the customer pays the bill. A warranty ticket may not be closed for a week to two weeks, depending on, you know, are we waiting for some sort of approval or did the claim get submitted to the warranty company being the manufacturer um, and something flag it to be reviewed further or whatever. So you generally get paid faster under customer pay time. And there's also no parts to turn in unless there's a core charge. Um, for those of you that don't know, a lot of parts like starters, alternators, Water pumps have what's called a core charge, and that basically means after we replace the part, we send the part back, and, and those parts may be remanufactured or recycled depending on what it is. Most of the time, starters, alternators, um, things like that get rebuilt and resold as remanufactured units. There's probably a couple other pros to doing customer pay work, you know, that's just off the top of my head I'm not thinking of. Um, customer pay work isn't always maintenance. Now that with Volkswagen especially, we have, well, actually we're coming out of free maintenance. We have had free maintenance 
for a long time, since 2009. Um, the 15s are actually coming off free maintenance other than I think the first service. They've uh, cut back the free maintenance amount of time. But for the most part, when we're doing customer pay work, it's, again, maintenance work, it's repair work, sort of the, the better quality work that, that technicians like to do. But there are some cons to customer pay work. You know, it's, it's not all sunshine and roses and hearts and flowers. Um, you have to sell the work to the customer. It's, it's something that can be a big-time struggle. You know, fixing cars is very expensive from a customer standpoint. And a lot of times, customers are paying for things that aren't necessarily repaired. You know, think of the last time you had your oil changed, um, especially if you're, you're up on your maintenance properly. Your car didn't run better. The only thing you noticed differently about your car after the oil got changed was, you know, hopefully the, the sticker in the windshield is different. Um, and hopefully maybe the uh, washer fluid light went out because they've topped off your fluids. But, um, you know, a lot of times customers are paying for things that, that they don't know anything. They don't see a direct result. New tires, on the other hand, you know, the drivability difference between really worn out tires and a brand new set of tires can be night and day. But, again, oil changes, who notices the difference? So it has to be sold. It's expensive. Customers a lot of times don't see a direct, you know, return on that, on that $100 or $200 that they just spent. They might see a slight tick up in fuel economy. But, you know, the customer that takes really good care of their car may not see any, any change at all. And parts are expensive, you know. Gosh, we <laughs> working for a German uh, car manufacturer. You know, you look at some of the parts prices, and you think one hundred and fifty dollars for this little, you know, this little bit of a part or whatever. And uh, sometimes it's mind-boggling when you look at how expensive some of these things can be. Um, and it takes time. It takes time to sell that work, especially on a car that say a customer drops off, leaves for the day, which is awesome. I really recommend that if you can. But let's say I write up a ticket, a customer pay ticket at 8 o'clock. The customer made it, maybe doesn't get into work till 9, meetings throughout the morning. We may not get in touch with the customer until after lunch, and that's actually a really reasonable expectation of time. So now that car is sat at the dealership for four hours waiting for authorization for a repair that, you know, it could be a simple 20 minute repair, but surely you can't be doing a, uh, a customer pay repair on a car without, without authorization first. So, you know, sometimes waiting for that authorization can even take days. And, uh, from a technician standpoint, that gets frustrating. The only time it's unbearably frustrating almost is when you have to disassemble the vehicle, um, in order to make a proper diagnosis. And, you know, speaking of diagnosis, it's, it gets dicey when, when you're diagnosing a car, customer pay, and you, you know, a lot of times service stations and dealerships, they'll sell diagnostic in hour increments. So the initial diagnostic is, say, one hour, which call it 100 bucks, and that buys you essentially one hour of my time. Um, a lot of times we can figure out what's going on with your car in one hour. A lot of times we can't. And when you're dealing with a really weird problem, customer pay, 
you may need more than one hour diagnostic. Now, a lot of guys will actually do more than one hour's worth of work. You know, for me, I don't watch the clock and at one hour stop and say, I'm not going to do anything else until a customer provides more, more time for us. But, uh, you know, when you're creeping in an hour and 40 minutes and you know you've only been paid one hour, it's time to stop and, and take a step back and uh, get some more time from the customer. And, you know, it's twofold. A lot of times customers don't understand why a technician hasn't found the problem with their car in one hour. And I have witnessed service advisors do a really bad job of explaining it, why we need more time. But to be fair to service advisors, I've seen technicians do a really bad job of explaining why why they need more time. You know, it, it comes in the, well, I haven't figured it out, so I need more time. And that's, you know, the technician will say that to the advisor. The advisor will try and get that from the customer. And, uh, you know, everybody kind of failed on that. We'll, we'll do a whole show about how to get more diagnostic time and how to explain that to a customer and how as a customer, you know, you can understand what maybe the next step would be and, and why we would need more time. But so, you know, you see customer pay, it's great. We make more time, but there are some negatives to it. it again, it's not all sunshine and roses. So um, when it comes to the diagnostic stuff, there are a lot of times where having a ticket customer pay can can be worse than having it warranty. You know, I, I don't want to be doing water pumps under warranty, but heck, um, you know, I almost would rather diagnose a car under warranty rather than customer pay. That actually does move us very nicely into talking about warranty. So this is going to be the manufacturer's warranty. Again, extended warranties, the, the warranty that you buy when you buy the car used. Um, we're going to shelf that for just another few minutes and, uh, talk about that in a second, but, you know, there's a lot of times where I don't mind doing warranty work. I mentioned a few minutes ago about uh, doing doing advanced diagnostic stuff under warranty, and getting more time under warranty for diagnosis is quite a bit easier than doing it customer pay. I would say you have a much better chance of getting your diagnostic time under warranty uh, than you would customer pay if it's a really complicated problem or you find multiple issues, which is actually as common as having really hard problems. Um, so getting the diagnostic time is really easy. And yeah, you got to do your part, and that can be a, a con and a pro. Um, but the potential for me to go to my service manager and say, hey, service manager, here's all the stuff that I did to diagnose this car under warranty. Can you help me out with the time? And he'll look at my paperwork. He'll look at my story. He'll look at all the, uh, you know, the logs that I've printed out for all the information that I, I looked at, all the tests that I've run and say, yeah, no problem. Or, you know, it looks like you wasted a little bit of time dilly dallying and I'll give you half of it. But, you know, to, to take all that information to a customer and say, Hey, Mr. Customer, we did three hours worth of tests on your car, pay us another three hours. Well, good luck, because most people aren't going to just say, yeah, no problem. You know, most people are, are going to say, I never authorized that. And, and getting four hours of diagnostic time from a customer is, uh, is not impossible, but man, man, is it hard. Way harder than getting it under warranty. 
I would say the best part about warranty is customers don't pay for it. Um, people are generally much happier when they get their car fixed for free. I know I would be. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a good way to, and I think we talked about it yesterday, to sort of win your customer um, and, and really go to bat for them by doing a, doing a ticket under warranty. And, uh, you know, if the car's down, the, the customer a lot of times gets a loaner car. I know Volkswagen will a lot of times pay for alternate transportation. So you don't have to, you know, have the customer barking at you for a day or hanging out in the showroom uh, or waiting area waiting for you to get a diagnostic on their car or do a repair. Um, a lot of times you can just get the customer mobile and send them out on their way. So, you know, warranty work's not all bad. Uh, a lot of guys really, frankly, bitch about it all the time. And, and I understand it gets frustrating sometimes, um, especially when you're doing, you know, a job that you look at the labor time, and you're like, what the hell were they thinking? This is ridiculous. Or, you know, it's a, a really hard job that should pay to take off another part, but it doesn't. So you either take the part off anyway that you don't get paid for, or you kind of eat the time up a bit and uh, and do the work. But, you know, for the most part, barring certain situations, I really don't mind doing warranty work, especially because it's, again, customers aren't paying for it. So it's much easier to please somebody when uh, when they're not having to open their wallet up than it is when they're having to crack a, you know, a thousand dollar bill. So um, warranty work isn't as negative as a lot of technicians make it out to be. But that being said, <laughs> there's a lot of times where I, I don't want to do warranty work and uh you know that it's it's not it's not perfect and sometimes it really does stink and I can relate to those guys that that complain about it you know the times are lower I mentioned talking about customer pay work that the times are higher but that means that the warranty time is lower and uh sometimes it's ridiculously lower and you know nobody wants to do a job for the same the same job for you know, a uh, 50% or uh, a reduction in pay, but the truth of the matter is that's why you're there, you know, and this this is one area where the aftermarket, I think, has an advantage that they don't do warranty work. They might do aftermarket warranty work, but they don't do manufacturer's warranty work. Um, there's a ton more paperwork. Um, the amount, again, I said it before, the amount of paperwork that technicians do these days is sometimes overwhelming. You know, take diagnosing a check engine light on a Volkswagen. We have um, required a full printout, so we have to scan every module of the vehicle, not just the module with the problem, the ECM, engine control module. We have to, any tests that the scan tool pops up with for us to run, we run. The, t the scan tool is time-stamped, so our timestamp of the diagnostic, the printout, um, it's called guided fault finding. The timestamp of the guided fault finding has to match the timestamp of the computer. Um, we also have to make sure that if we stop and have something to drink or you know go to the bathroom that we stop, we punch off the job or punch on to break, go do what we got to do, come back, punch back on. Um, all these timestamps have to match each other. You know, if we're running time on a warranty ticket and let's say stop 
and do a customer pay ticket and we let that run through, you know, let's say we, we're doing a, a warranty repair, we pull a car in to do an oil change, we pull the car out, we go back on the warranty repair. If we don't stop and punch time on the other ticket, then the manufacturer can actually come in and look at all of our punch times and say, you know, there's no way you made this many hours in a day. You know, you did this ticket in the same amount of time that you were punched on this other job. There's no way that can happen. We back flag you or take money away from the dealership because you didn't have all your ducks in the row. So the paperwork end of it is very, very, very detailed. Now, again, I mentioned in the pros where you can you can justify more time and you can get more time, but if you don't have your paperwork dialed in, you know, you can pretty much kiss that time goodbye. And, um, you know, that's one area that a lot of technicians really lack in is, is the ability to have that documentation 100% proper punch times, um, you know, the, the punch time in the scan tool, right. Actually doing the work while you say you're doing the work, um, there's ish things with parts that we have to do when they're under warranty that we don't under customer pay, putting codes in, returning every part under warranty instead of just things that have core charges. Um, you know, the stories really do have to be more detailed. Now, if you're good, you'll commit the time to, to give the customer that same story. But, um, Volkswagen specifically, and, and I must assume that you know, at least all the other European manufacturers are sticklers about what you write and, and expect to have a very detailed, very proper, concise story about the repair that you did. It, it can get dicey. And, you know, even if you have all your ducks in a row, there's always the chance for the manufacturer to come and audit you. And uh, I was talking to um, one of our, one of my service buddies and, uh, he said one of our BMW stores got $100,000 taken away or something like that. Some, you know, astronomical amount that basically BMW charged the dealership because of, you know, little tiny nitpicky issues that um, if it were customer pay work wouldn't have been an issue. But BMW has a very high standard for what they're looking for, just like Volkswagen does. And they wound up getting charged back $100,000. So, you know, imagine being a dealership and having to pay a $100,000 bill. <laughs> and uh, nobody wants that. You know, it, that can cost GMs their job, service managers their job, technicians their job, and uh, can, can lead to a really dicey situation. There's the last thing that I've kind of been poking at throughout the episode, and um, that's aftermarket warranties. And aftermarket warranties can be really cool. Um, a lot of times it's more pay than regular manufacturer warranty. So a lot of times it'll be somewhere in the middle of a full customer pay job versus a full warranty job, um, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's not quite as bad as warranty. It's not great like customer pay, but it's a good middle ground. Um, there are some negatives. A lot of times it takes longer to get authorization I know, like, for for me and the way I do it, I write up the ticket. Um, I have to get alternate parts pricing because uh, a lot of aftermarket warranties get a discount on parts. So I write it up. I give it to the advisor. My advisor calls and, you know, has to explain the whole thing to them. It's really a lot more involved in the selling aspect of it than even with the customer because they have a 
a certain expectation of what a sale will look like. So they have all the information that we have, so they'll go in and look at codes and, and look at parts prices and sometimes there's back and forth and, and it can it can be a pain in the butt for the person calling it in, but for the most part it's covered and you get authorization and you know you rock and roll. The customer may not have to pay anything. There may be a small deductible, you know, fifty, a hundred bucks, but heck, if you got a fifteen hundred dollar bill and you only have to pay fifty bucks. I would, uh, I would call that money well spent on buying that aftermarket warranty. Um, the only time it really gets bad, I would say, with an extended warranty is when they send an inspector out. And this has actually happened to me quite a bit because, again, a lot of times Volkswagen repairs are pretty expensive. Um, I know I've ha- I had one guy, man, this guy was such a jerk. It was a Torag that the customer brought in for a front-end noise. I diagnosed it. It was the uh, the front differential was screaming loud. And uh, the inspector comes out. We go for a ride. He's like, I think it sounds like a wheel bearing. I'm like, all right. You know, you we go through our diagnostic. I kind of walked him through what I did. And he's like, no, man, I think it's the wheel bearing. So me not really wanting to be one to argue with the guy because that really wouldn't get me anywhere. Um, I told him, okay, and he wrote it up as a wheel bearing, and I put a wheel bearing in it, and would you believe that it wasn't the wheel bearing? So um, he sort of had to eat crow on that one, and uh, I wound up putting a differential in it, and lo and behold, the noise was gone. But that pushed that repair out three weeks because, you know, he, he didn't believe my diagnostic. We had to wait for him to come out multiple times. Um, you know, one negative of an extended warranty that I actually just thought of is uh, they don't always guarantee you a brand new part. So um, if you're using an extended warranty company for repair, make sure that it's in your contract and you understand whether or not you're you're getting a brand new part or a junkyard part. Remanufactured parts a lot of times are fine, especially if they come with a warranty, but I have seen aftermarket warranty companies and insurance companies both not want to replace new parts with new parts. You know, they'll use junkyard parts or or something like that. So it's kind of a side note, something to something to be aware of. But extended warranties are cool. There's some really great ones out there. Any of them that are underwritten by CNA um, are fantastic. Those guys are awesome to deal with. You know, a ton of stuff is covered. Unless the bill is like over two thousand bucks, they don't send an inspector out. Um, we have a great relationship with them, so uh, you know it, it's really easy to get authorization for a uh, for a repair. And customers love it because a lot of times it's either zero or fifty dollars for the deductible. And um, you know it's a really great feeling when you can get a car fixed. The customer has to pay little to nothing. I get paid all the time that you know that I should. And the advisor gets paid. Everybody wins. And the customer actually gets to utilize that warranty they spent a bunch of money on. So extended warranty work is could be the, <laughs> the best of both worlds. Um, again, there's a, a few hiccups in the road sometimes. But, uh, man, overall, I don't mind doing extended warranty work at all. When it all boils down to it, work is work. You know, me and my fellow technicians, most of us get paid on flat rate. So if there's no work... We're getting paid nothing, and uh, I know you guys that turn wrenches for a living know how much that sucks. So uh, you know when you're when you're frustrated about how much warranty work you're doing, sit back and be thankful that you got something. 
I know that doesn't always make it easier for me, and there's a lot of times where I'm pissed about uh, doing a bunch of junk warranty work, but, uh, you know, it could be worse. Make the best of it. Make sure all your ducks are in a row for your warranty stuff, and, uh, you know, getting paid under under warranty on weird jobs is has sort of been my specialty over the years, and uh, I, can, I can write good stories, and uh, if you can write good stories, you got a shot at, at being a really good tech. Um, that could be the thing that sort of bumps you up to that uh, really top-tier ace, A-plus, you know, whatever technician, master technician. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes it's awesome. I remember when, uh, this was in 04, 05, the Torag V8s were just starting to have the uh, low charging voltage issues. My fellow Volkswagen techs probably remember the recall for replacing the, uh, the V8 Torag battery cables. And man, that first one that I did, I went round and round with it. I spent about half the day on it. Well, before I wrote the story, I looked up what was involved in taking that out, and it turns out it paid to pull the engine. So I think that first one I did, I got 16-some-odd hours for a job that I spent a little less than half the day on. As time went on, Volkswagen found out how how you didn't need to pull the engine out of the car. And uh, I think they bumped that time down to about three and a half hours, which still wasn't terrible, but, man, it was nowhere near as good as that first one that I did. But uh, just a little side story there. All right, so I'm sure that there were points in this episode that you were screaming at your radio or at the gym at me for being a jerk. Uh, I get it. Warranty work is not the best thing ever. And certain brands do really have different warranty times. I was fortunate that VW was pretty good about their warranty times, especially compared to a lot of the domestic car brands. I welcome you to, as always, throw some comments down below. Is it really better than not doing any work? Or sometimes is it better just to take a little bit of a slack day, as I always called it? If you do have any other questions or comments, you know what to do. If you have an idea for a show topic, hey, drop that down in the comments section as well. Remember, there's also a video associated with this audio if you want to check that out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, on on Snapchat. Guys, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you again next time.